This is Renovar Ministries, revealing Christ and renewing one heart at a time. Hi there, and welcome to Building Blocks of Faith with Renovar Ministries. We are your hosts, Dean and Nadine DeLange. Over the past few weeks, we have been joining on our Building Blocks of Faith series. If you have recently started following our podcast channel, then please feel free to spend some time on some of our previous episodes in the series. We looked at your first encounter with God and the blessing of salvation, how to be in a conversation with God, the joys of praise and worship, and the Word of God. Today, we will discuss how we can draw our strength from the Lord and be assured that He equips us for everyday living. One of the amazing ways God does this is by giving us special spiritual armor. The book of Ephesians chapter 6 speaks about the armor of God. Let us read from verse 10 together. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His great power. Wear the full armor of God. Wear God's armor so that you can fight against the devil's evil tricks. Our fight is not against people on earth. We are fighting against the rulers and authorities and powers of this world's darkness. We are fighting against the spiritual powers of evil in the heavenly world. That is why you need to get God's full armor. Then on the day of evil, you will be able to stand strong. And when you have finished the whole fight, you will still be standing. Amen. Being a Christian is centered around our relationship with God. And that should always be our first priority. God wants to ensure that we are successful in keeping Him as our priority. And that once a person becomes a Christian, they're equipped to stand against the trials of life. And the schemes of the devil. Yes, precisely. As God's sons and daughters, we need to acknowledge that we are in a spiritual battle against the enemy. Satan and all of the fallen angels oppose and battle against God's children. We need to understand that the war first broke out in heaven. From God's word, we gain the understanding that Satan and the multitude of angels were kicked out of heaven. We call them fallen angels. In his pride, Satan exalted himself and then turned to rebellion against God. In Isaiah chapter 14 verses 12 to 16 it reads as follows. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farther sides of the north. I'll ascend above the heights of the clouds. I'll be like the Most High. Yet you shall be brought down to Sheol, to the lowest depths of the pit. The enemy wants to stop every person from making heaven. There is a war taking place for our souls. Satan wants to get as many souls into hell as possible, but God wants us to be with him in heaven. Satan became God's enemy and because we are part of God's team, we are His opposition. Once you are following Christ, one of the reasons you become a target for the enemy is because you have become a living and walking testimony of God's goodness and the truth about His salvation. A testimony is your life story on how you came to Christ. It is your witness of God's salvation, His truth, and His power in your life. No one can take that away from you. And because it is the truth, it bears a powerful witness that others will identify with. The enemy wants to rob you from receiving your full reward 
from the Father for all that you have done for him. If he can't get you into hell, then he will try and limit your impact and keep you from your full potential as a Christian. In the book of 2 John, chapter 1, verses 18 to 10, it states, Watch yourselves, so that you do not lose what we have accomplished together, but that you may receive a full and perfect reward when he grants rewards to faithful believers. Anyone who runs on ahead and does not remain in the doctrine of Christ, that is, one who is not content with what he taught, does not have God. But the one who continues to remain in the teaching of Christ does have God. He has both the Father and the Son. The truth is, God wants you to be prepared and shielded as much as possible for your quest here on earth. This is why he gave us the armor of God. The Bible distinctly mentions six different pieces of armor. Let's read Ephesians chapter 6, verses 14 to 17 together. Stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one, Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. In our previous episode, we looked at the sword of the Spirit and how God's Word is an essential building block. It is literally our handbook on how to be a disciple of Jesus. We need to understand that the enemy knows the Word of God very well. In fact, he knows the Word of God so well that he used it to tempt and oppose Jesus when he walked on earth. When it comes to the Word of God in our lives... We need to literally apply God's word by faith. Yes, just reading the word of God is good for you and it can transform your heart, mind and bring healing. But also, we need to declare God's word in our lives and believe in it and trust in God's promises. In this way, we activate the sword of the spirit in our lives. This helps ward off the enemy and it helps us to press forward here on earth, overcoming obstacles in our lives whether that be spiritual or physical, we therefore gain ground for Christ because God also fights on our behalf. Activating your sword is not supposed to be a burden, but rather it should bring a lot of joy and liberation. And remember, you are able to do this with the guidance of the Holy Spirit. The main aim is to apply God's word into your life and the circumstances you face or that others face. The first key like we mentioned in the previous episode, is to believe that it is the truth. And then from here, you can take time to declare scripture over your family in faith. You can do this by reading a Bible verse over them. It is special to choose particular Bible verses for your family, especially for your children. You can use different scriptures for different situations. I think it is important to mention that you can declare scripture over others, whether they are present or not. Jesus blessed the children and reading a Bible verse or speaking part of one as a blessing over the young ones in your community is very special. Yes, exactly. For example, when your child goes to secondary school for the first time or when someone in your family needs to go through surgery, you can pray for them, but you can also combine this by declaring or even reading parts of God's word over them. You can extend this to your workplace, your church and the community at large. Many people enjoy putting scripture on their prayer wall or on their fridges. Some people even put scripture in a very specific place like their bedroom mirror, at their desk at work 
or on their smartphone background so they can be reminded to believe and declare God's promises in his word over their lives. Singing songs with God's word in it is also a wonderful way of activating your sword. In closing, for today's episode, we want to encourage you that there is surety in God's word and in his promises. God wants his promises to work in your life. Every time you see a rainbow, it stands as a visible sign that God keeps his amazing promise to us, that he will never flood the whole earth again, like he did during the time of Noah. Every promise that God gives us in his word is valid and true and is worth declaring and believing in. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word and thank you that your word is living and active. Father, we pray for your sons and daughters listening in today and for their loved ones. And Lord, we just ask that you will strengthen each person to be able to hold their swords and that you will give them a firm grip. Father, for anyone whose sword has turned a little rusty, please come and minister to their hearts and fill them with an avidness for your word once again. We thank you for your word and we honor you this day for every wonderful promise you have given the world in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.